Welcome back to the Illinois Agronomy Update. I'm your host, Troy Kazire with Hertz Farm Management here in Geneseo, Illinois. And uh, today we have Erica Luft with us. Erica is a district conservationist with the Bureau Marshall Putnam and Stark County uh, NRCS office. Um, all of those counties, of course, here in Illinois. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Erica. Thanks for having me. So... Um, to start off with, Erica, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and, and kind of, you know, uh, kind of fill us in on what your role actually is there at the NRCS office. Okay. Uh, well, I grew up in Indiana. Uh, my mom's side of the family had farming, still has farming on it, um, in southern Iowa. So I grew up around agriculture. Um and initially my my interest was water quality when i went to school and so i ended up taking a lot of soils classes which really touched a lot on soil conservation which makes a lot of sense um, when you think about it and so that that's kind of how i got to this this point um, with the agency uh, working for natural resources conservation service um, <clears throat> Started off as a soil conservationist uh, in the Decatur area in Champaign, um, doing using a lot of the same practices that we do up here in this area. So it's pretty similar uh, farm ground. Um, and so I, I'm now the district conservationist <clears throat> uh, overseeing the field offices in Bureau County, uh, Marshall Putnam, and then in Stark. So there's three different offices. Uh, that I, I manage. Um, I have staff in all three offices and work with them to uh, get their accomplish their different program workloads that they have going on. Whether it's conservation reserve program, uh, environmental quality incentive program, or conservation stewardship program. Excellent. Well, again, we appreciate you coming on, and that's uh, those programs that you mentioned. That's that's kind of the reason we wanted to visit with you today to to maybe learn a little bit more about some of these programs, kind of what they are and how they work. And and uh, let's uh, let's start with with what we commonly call CRP. Um, mm -hmm. uh, what? So I, I guess let's just kind of start with the basics. Why? Why CRP? What's the point? Why would somebody sign up for that? And and you know what's the what's what's the benefit? To the, to the farmer and to the landowner? Sure. So a lot of times we'll have landowners and producers come into the office and they they have an area in their field that is just, it's, it's given them, um, it might be that it's eroding and it's cutting a path through their field. So they might need like a grass waterway to help stabilize that and provide a, a wider uh path for that water to move through the field instead of cutting a gully through it. Um, or they may be getting just a little too close to the creek bank and they notice that they're kind of losing a little bit of crop ground each year. And so they may put it into a filter strip then, um, which will also, uh, not only does it help save their, their cropland from eroding but it'll also filter any runoff that comes off their field before it goes into the water body. Um, so there's, there's always some type of concern that they have. Um, another one that I see a lot here in this area is they may have a spot or two 
or several or an entire field that it it's wet um, and it stays wet more than not. Uh, and it may even, they may not even be able to get a decent crop off of it more years than not. So rather than try to it and continue with the input costs of seed and fertilizer, um, they may put that into what we call wetland restoration. Um, so there's always some type of concern that they have that they're looking for some assistance on fixing it. Um, so CRP takes a look at uh, it temporarily retires farm ground from being cropped. Um, one note is that when when they do enroll acres into CRP, it still maintains cropping status, and it gets reported as CRP instead of corn or beans or whatever their their crop might be that year. Um, <laughs> so. CRP, it also, um, it gives them a annual rental payment rate based on the soil types there uh, that are being enrolled. And that, that's all, that, that, those funds are calculated and determined by Farm Service Agency, <clears throat> um, which the Farm Service Agency will administer the CRP program. So they would fill out an application with FSA and then FSA refers that application to us and we go out and we talk with the landowner, take a look at the field. Um, they're welcome to be with us when we do take that look if they want um, and just kind of start seeing what what might be the best best option to address what they have going on. Um, so the annual rental rate payment uh, that can usually offset the cost of enrolling, removing that from production, um, depending upon the soil type. Sometimes it's, it's a guaranteed income on those acres where they might not necessarily make money every year, um, especially in the case of like a wetland restoration. Um, you can get somewhere, I mean, in the past few years, I've seen, I've seen payments per acre in the two to $300 range. So, you know, <laughs> that versus maybe getting, you know, 100 bushels of corn per acre, maybe. Um, it can sometimes provide guaranteed income on those acres that they didn't necessarily have in the past. Um, and then it also will give cost share towards implementing that new practice. Um, so it does 50% cost share towards the seed, towards the seeding itself. Um, if it's a structural practice, such as a grass waterway, then um, there's cost share included towards the construction of that. So for earthwork um, and any and then other potential supporting practices that would go along with that, such as tile, or if a grade stabilization structure would be needed at the end of that waterway, then that also gets included. And there's, there's cost share for those things as well. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Basically talking about taking that marginal ground out of production, um, you know, and, and helping, uh, you know, putting in something, uh, some type of practice that's going to help, uh, you know, cut down on soil erosion, preserve the quality of the land. And, and there's an incentive there to, to, to offset uh, taking that land out of production. Now, are there certain, uh, the, the, there are different sorts of types of CRP contracts, correct? Uh. Yes, yes. 
So can you kind so, of through what some of those are? Yeah, I can touch on a couple of those. Um, so there are different uh, funding pools, for lack of a better word right now. Um, there is what we call continuous CRP. And that that is available every year. Um, no special sign-up periods. And those that sign-up will typically be your... Um, like site-specific practices. So it's going to be looking at grass waterways, filter strips, field borders, um, pollinator habitat, uh, wetland restoration through CRP. Um, those are probably the common ones that I see uh, here in my counties. And those, I mean, honestly, those are the common ones I worked with in any county here in Illinois that I've been in. Um, so it's going to be not necessarily looking at taking entire fields. Then there's what we call general CRP. Typically, general CRP, you have to basically put in a bid. Um, those applications get ranked. Uh, and depending upon what you agree to do will dictate the points. So sometimes you'll have guys agree to take a reduced soil rental payment rate um, to get them some more points. Uh, or... They may be. They may decide to enhance something to uh, a higher wildlife level. So, let's say they have something that's currently in CRP that, when they first put it in, they seeded it down to a cool season species. So your smooth brome, your Timothy, your Kentucky blue, um, your clover alfalfa, uh, and to be able to re-enroll it and get some more points, they decide that they're going to convert it to pollinator habitat. So where you're enhancing the level of conservation, the level of wildlife habitat, um, that'll get you points. Um, with general CRP, there is still that annual soil rental payment rate. Uh, and there is cost share available as well to implement the practice that you sign up for. Um, if you are changing practices, um, like I said, going from like a CP1, the introduced species, to bumping it up to pollinator, CP42. Um, there's cost share available for converting that and for the seeding and what might be needed to, to help the landowner get that established. Um, those are probably the two, the two main things. Within those, there's also, uh, it's called HEALY, <laughs> Highly Erodible Land Initiative, I think is what the I stands for. Uh, and that kind of moves around. Some years it's only available under general. Um, last year they moved it back to continuous, uh, which is helpful. It, it allows if a landowner has part of a field that is steep and just it, it washes and <clears throat> or it just doesn't do very well because it's a thinner soil, maybe it's sandier. Um, they can enroll it under the Healy option, and which would then allow them to take in more than just like a site-specific, practice-specific area like a waterway. They can take in a whole hillside if they want, as long as it meets the requirements of Healy. Um, and then there, there is a CREP, which is Conservation Reserve and uh, Enhancement Program. That is more ran and administered. It's still 
still administered by FSA. Um, soil and water conservation districts are taking on a lot more of that CREP responsibility. Um, the, that sign-up is available in very specific watersheds. Um, so I think like all of the Illinois River Basin is part of that. Um, I want to say like the Spoon River. I want to say that's included in the CREP watersheds. Um, and that, you have to be along those those uh, floodplains uh, to those rivers, I believe. Um, and it takes a look at more of the practices that I really haven't even touched on. Um, but there would be, you might use a filter strip for it um, or a riparian buffer. And then take in the rest of the floodplain with what we call wildlife habitat, the CP4D. Um, different options like that. So it's looking at um, very marginal ground where it, it may flood even more than what I would be looking at for a, just a regular restoration under continuous CRP. Um, and there's some other things involved with the CREP um, that starts getting into long-term easements on the ground. Um, so maybe you have Maybe you have some farm ground that just it floods all the time and you would rather turn it into something that you can use for hunting um, or just definitely attract and draw the wildlife that is going to be passing through as they migrate or maybe live here year round to just provide them more of that quality habitat that they need and prefer, but you, you don't want it to ever ever be farmed again, um, to ever be developed, anything like that. So you place it under a conservation easement. So that's where some of the draw of doing an easement would come in at. Um, and there, there will be more information on CREP coming out. Uh, it's been a few years since we've had that sign up here in Illinois, um, but I think there might be one coming this fiscal year. So hopefully we'll get more information out about that um, sooner than not <laughs> so that we can help landowners be planning for that. Um, those would be the main areas, the two, the main different signups though. Okay. Well, thank you. That's great information. Um, so let's, uh, you know, we don't want to, obviously there, there's a lot involved with this. I'm sure it can get fairly complicated, but let's just kind of yeah. get a basic rundown say, okay, I've, I've got a field, there's a gully cutting its way across it. Um, it really needs to be reshaped and seeded, um, you know, so, so what can just kind of walk us through the basic steps. I, I assume, you know, sure. first thing we're going to do is call the NRCS office, kind of walk us through what that basic process is uh, or how that plays out as far as, you know, where do you start and how do you get enrolled and, and kind of how does that all work? Sure. Um, so if you're wanting to apply for CRP, um, you would start at the FSA office and you fill out their, their CRP application and they'll have you mark on a map where you're wanting to do something. Uh, if it's a, if it's a waterway kind of mark on the map where that, where that gully is. Um, sometimes our maps, we can already see where it is. Um, other times it, it's not as obvious. Um, so it's a general general area of where of where that is, just so we have an idea of where we need to be looking. Uh, FSA will then refer that application to us, and somebody from the office, whether it's 
NRCS or Soil and Water Conservation District, um, someone will come out and take a look at that. Um, and so for a grass waterway, we're going to go out and take, you know, look, look at the area with our eyes, see what's going on. Um, and then we're going to flag that and do a survey um, so that we can see, you know, what, what kind of slope are we looking at? Um, what, what does the general cross section of that as, as we move our way down the gully, what does that look like? Is the gully V-shaped? Is it wider? Um, how deep is it? What, what, what's the landscape? What's the terrain look like through that area? Um, and doing all that helps us to then design a waterway that's going to fix the problem. Um, we'll be then take a look at things in our office too, to figure out like drainage area, um, slope of that watershed coming through the waterway. Cause all those play an impact on how fast the water's coming through, which affects how wide that waterway needs to be. Uh, so then once we have, once we have a design, um, or a pretty good, pretty good feel for what that design is going to end up being, um, we'll, We'll discuss it with the landowner or producer, depending upon who who they've said we you know should be talking with about it. Um, and then we'll you know as long as everybody's in agreement with what what we've said, uh, we'll develop a basically the uh, conservation plan of operations, a CPO, as we call it. Um, try not to get too too lost in the acronym acronyms here. Um, but we'll develop a CPO, a conservation plan, all that stuff, and provide that to FSA. And FSA will do what they need to on their end for contracting. And then once all all those all once that paperwork's signed by um, the required parties, um, then it goes into effect. And usually, uh, CRP contracts will start October first. Um, at the beginning of our fiscal year. Um, and so then at that point, when they're ready to build the waterway, uh, we'll meet with them and whoever the contractors that they have selected and we'll do a pre-construction conference. Um, we provide designs ahead of that point in time so that they can get bids. Um, and so they just have copies of the designs themselves. Uh, we'll do a pre-construction conference and just to go over the design, make sure everybody's on board with it, um, see if anyone has questions about it. And then as it's being built, the contractors are usually in touch with our offices. Um, usually the person who designed it uh, will answer any questions that they may have. We'll check out, check out the waterway once it's been built. Um, make sure that it meets what was called for with the design. And once we're comfortable that what's been built um, meets our standards and specs, then uh, we will certify that it that it uh, that it can be paid on. The landowner will need to provide bills and invoices to FSA at that point, and then FSA refers a form to us, and we sign. That's where we certify saying yes, this meets. They can be paid their cost share. Um, and they have within, they have to complete that practice within the first 12 months of the contract. Um, that, 
than which is a that's a CRP program rule. Um, sometimes there's things that happen. I mean, 2019. I I don't think any of us are still quite completely past the craziness of that year. Um, a lot of things couldn't get built that year because of the weather. There's things in place to provide extensions um, when necessary, especially when it's things that are completely out of all of our control. Um, but that's that's how that works. Um, we get a call if somebody's wanting to apply for CRP. You know, we may get a little bit of a feel from them what they're needing, um, but then they always need to start with FSA on that. Um, if they call in with something that doesn't fit under CRP, then we'll visit with them a little bit more um, just to see what they're, what they're needing. Um, if they have an existing grass waterway that never went in under CRP, um, but it's, it just isn't working anymore, then we can work with them um, to help rebuild that through one of through either equip or the conservation stewardship program on our end and at that point we'll be talking with them about their operation in general anything they might be interested in doing besides that um and just getting a feel for for other things they might be interested in than the one specific problem so in general and i know this this is going to depend on how big the project is and and uh, mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of other variables, but in general, uh, what is the, what's the time frame from the time somebody says, you know, calls up and says, Hey, I want to do this waterway. I, you know, I want to enroll in CRP uh, uh, from, from that point until there's equipment rolling in the field. Generally, how long of a process is it? Whew. Well, yeah, there's a lot of factors involved in that. Um, so typically, if someone called in now, like let's say they called in now, hey, I noticed this spot in my field as I was harvesting, uh, ran, ran the corn head into the ground, I've got to do something about this. Um, we, we could potentially, as if CRP is open, which I'm not sure, I'm not sure it is right now, um, but if CRP is open, we could potentially be able to go out, do a survey, get something together, um, and they could build, if weather's suitable and assuming they have a contract, um, they could build this fall yet. Um, that's in like a perfect world, ideal situation. Um, we could still get a contract together at this point, um, but maybe they wouldn't build till the following spring. Um, typically, though, we're looking at, they call in, um, and as long as we can get to the car, as long as we can see to survey, um, we would be able to, should be able to have that in contract to start like the following October. So they could do a fall build of the following fall, um, or spring build, um, but yeah, it's just, it's going to depend on whether, um, when they, the time of year they come in needing assistance. Uh, I can tell you right now, if you come in in July, uh, the, the corn's going to be over our heads and we're, we're not going to be able to do that surveying. So if you come in in July and August, um, that's something that we're going to survey like this time of year. And so you'd probably be looking at that following fall. Um, 
possibly this coming spring, but you're looking at probably six to 12 months out. Okay. So you mentioned equip, uh, and CSP let's, let's talk about those briefly. We'll start with equip. What, what does, uh, what did that's an acronym? What does that stand for? And tell us a little bit about what that program is. So EQIP stands for Environmental Quality Incentive Program, and that is a program through NRCS that looks at practice-specific uh, concerns. Um, so a lot of the practices we talked about with CRP, we can also do through EQIP. Uh, with grass waterways, usually we're looking at doing um, rebuilding or rehabbing existing grass waterways that never went in under any program at all. Um, the landowner or maybe the previous landowner put something in, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and now it's just with the way weather has changed and it's just outlived its life expectancy at this point and needs some help. Um, so we're looking at doing like grass waterway rehabs or maybe you have a hillside that you could put a bunch of little waterways across um, but you really don't want to farm around a bunch of little 30, 30 foot wide waterways. Um, but maybe you'd rather have basins, um, or gully plugs. Um, we can look at doing basins to address those, those gullies that are forming, um, grass waterways. Uh, we also do a lot with, um, no-till incentive, cover crop incentive, um, nutrient management. Um, so typically, EQIP will look at more of your whole farm management. And the more things that you do through your EQIP application, the more points you'll get. Um, it's, it's a competitive sign-up uh, that we rank depending upon, depending upon what you're wanting to do. Um, so maybe we... Maybe you've been thinking about trying cover crops, um, but you're just a little hesitant because... It, it can be definitely be a bit of an investment um, and you're just not real sure if it's going to be worth it. You can sign up to do cover crops through, through our programs and the incentive payment will a lot of times help offset some of that risk involved in trying that. Um, and it gives you the freedom of trying it on maybe a 40 acre field. Like you don't have to do it across your entire operation. Um, it's just an incentive to try it somewhere for a couple years just to learn it a little bit, help with that learning curve, and to get your feet wet with it. Um, we do stuff with nutrient management, <laughs> uh, looking at maybe you've been thinking about switching up and doing some variable rate application, and maybe you don't want to do nitrogen in the fall anymore, but you're just not real sure what that needs to look like. Um, again, we can do an incentive payment to kind of take where, where you're currently at and try, try bumping it up to that next, next level of stewardship. Um, and they'll help offset some of that cost as well. Um, we do stuff with conservation cover through Equip. So maybe you have a little odd area in your field that, eh, it's just, it's kind of hard to get the planting equipment in there now and it's. It's kind of dumb. You basically go in and and make one pass and turn and come back out and you know kind of kind of annoyed by that little area and just don't want to mess with it anymore. We can seed that down to 
what, you know, species that you'd be interested in. Um, whether it be like a Timothy, uh, Kentucky blue, red top mix, or some cool season mix, or we can do warm season. Um, we can keep going with the warm season and bump it up to pollinator or monarch level. Uh, just really depends on what your interests are at that point. Um, but we can help, help kind of square your fields off with things like that with conservation cover. Um, we can still do field borders and filter strips through EQIP. Um, one perk of doing a field border through EQIP is you can do the cool season species. Um, whereas with CRP, field borders have to be the prairie species, uh, which some guys like, some guys would rather not have the warm season species. Uh, so we can do field borders, um, different, th different things like that. Um, and so EQIP then does cost share towards towards rebuilding the waterways, towards seeding down the practice, depending upon what the practice is. Um, we, like with CRP, we'll do the engineering and provide you with designs for that. And then again, once you have the contractor lined up and you're ready to build it, we'll do a pre-construction conference and be there to answer questions along the way uh, if there's issues that run in that the contractor runs into um, we're on site to help figure that out um, another thing with equip we also have funding pools that are for more non-cropland operations so if you have pasture grazing um, if you have confined livestock um, there's a whole slew of things we can do with those operations. Um, so with grazing, maybe we're helping to rehab some pasture and um, help you set up rotational grazing. Install, maybe install some pipelines so that you can get water out to your cattle um, instead of having to have them walk back and forth, you know, a couple thousand feet. Um, anything to help improve their efficiency um, so that they're producing more for you um, and to hopefully help increase your profit from that standpoint. Um, same with confinement. Uh, depending, upon what, depending upon what your comprehensive nutrient management plan outlines for that operation. And I'll touch on that in a minute. But depending upon what that plan outlines, for the operation to help it be more efficient. Um, I've done contracts where we've provided cost share with the animal mortality composters, um, an access road to get from the buildings to, to the composter, um, manure storage, um, waste storage facility, so a pit under a building, an agitator, um, manure transfer to get it from from one place to the to the other, so that it can be. Uh, I've lost the word. <laughs> um, so that it can be stored and composted. Um, so again, depending upon what that plant outlines, um, and that's one another thing that Equip would provide assistance with is the cost of having that CNMP written. Um, so the CNMP is written by a professional engineer. Um, who will have somebody on staff or he will contract with 
uh, somebody who has that agronomic background um, because it touches on land application of that manure than on crop ground. And so you still need to be cognizant of how, how much you're applying, um, how many new, how, yeah, how, how much fertilization you're applying based on that manure application. Um, and then we also do stuff with forest forestry. Um, so a forest management plan and then implementing that forest management plan. So I, I've done several contracts with folks where they uh, had the plan written and then they turned around and applied for equip to then implement the plan. So we're looking at brush management, um, removing invasive species, maybe planting some trees, depending upon what the stand looked like and what the landowner's goals are. Um, so there's an, a number of different things that EQIP can help with, a number of different um, types of land use, <laughs> a number of different practices, depending upon that land use. Sure. So in general, when we talk about EQIP, it's a, uh, basically a one-time uh, incentive or cost share payment to help get some type of practice established or, or get something rebuilt or rehabilitated. Um, now, is there, are there any, within equip, are there any sort of long-term contracts, annual payment like with CRP or is equip basically that one-time incentive? It's usually that one-time payment, um, nutrient management, cover crops, uh, no-till, um, those are the first three that come to mind. There might be one or two other practices. Um, those we can pay pay them an incentive up to three years to try. Okay. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's that one-time payment to assist with getting the practice established. Okay, excellent. So let's segue into CSP. Uh, again, what is that for and, and what kind of programs does that involve? So CSP is our Conservation Stewardship Program. That takes a look at what your operation is as a whole, what your management is, and then you you get points for all the things that you're currently doing. Um, and then it incentivizes you to pick an area or two to take to that next level. <clears throat> um, and so maybe you currently have reduced till mulch till on your beans, but you've been thinking about going to no-till. So you may choose to enhance to enhance your bean crop to being no-till. Um, and while you're at it, you've been thinking about doing cover crops as well. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to be working my ground before my beans anymore, but so I'm not, I'm not real sure how it's going to work. So we can pair all those practices together so that maybe you're doing a cover crop between your corn and beans that includes like a tillage radish in there um and then you know maybe oats or cereal rye something in there just to help help keep that soil from getting compacted um so that you can you know then no-till your beans into it um it takes a look at you know maybe you decide to go ahead again maybe you have that that weird area on a farm that just you're tired of messing with it um we can seed that down to the conservation cover um, and depending upon what, what level you're wanting to go, then that's the enhancement we, that we would go with. Um, same with nutrient management. It takes a look at what you're currently doing and then says, 
okay, what, what do you want to kind of take to that next level? Um, so maybe you've been doing some, maybe you've been applying most of your nitrogen in the fall, um, but you decide, you know what, I want to try doing a split application to where, you know, I, I don't really apply any in the fall and I move it all to the spring. And I apply so much, you know, ahead of planting and then the remainder goes on after planting. Um, so we do a lot of nutrient management enhancements, just taking a look and encouraging guys, you know, what can I do to apply the nutrients closer to when the crop's going to be growing? Um, yeah, we, we touch on soil erosion, um, cover crops, cover crops will address a, a multitude of different soil erosion, soil health type practices. Um, so, so we do a lot with cover crops through CSP. And then CSP is a five-year contract. Um, so you get like a guaranteed payment every year for five years. And then you get the payment for the enhancements that you choose on top of that, uh, what we call existing activity payment. Um, so yeah, that's, okay. that's basically CSP. So you really just kind of touched on what my next question was going to be. They're, they're, you know, on the surface, uh, CSP and equip sound very similar. Um, but you, you just mentioned the five year, five year contract. Um, are there any other differences between those? Um, not really. Um, the CSP payments, the enhancement payments are usually going to be higher than if you just do a practice through CSP. Um, but we, we can do practices through CSP. We've had guys where maybe they just, their equip application just wasn't getting funded. So they had a lot of other things that they were interested in doing. So we ran them through CSP. We put a grass waterway as a practice on there. Um, and between, you know, the cost share they got towards the waterway, plus their annual, the existing activity payment they get each year, it was enough that it provided that help that they needed to actually rebuild a waterway. Um, but so that would be kind of the biggest difference, um, other than CSP having a, a five year, five year contract. So you get a payment every year for five years. Um, the enhancements tend to pay a little bit better than just a straightforward practice. So now all these programs that you've been talking about, <clears throat> these are federal, correct? So, so for example, who are, who are listening and, uh, from some state other than Illinois, uh, these mm -hmm. programs are all available no matter what state you happen to be in. Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, Erica, um, anything else on your mind or anything else that we haven't hit on that you'd like to cover? Mm, not that I can think of. Um, I will say we just learned this morning what our FY22 sign-up application deadlines will be. And so if, if anything that I've talked about has interested you, um, and you're wanting to maybe find out a little bit more, maybe get an application in to try and compete for this year. Um, those deadlines, I'm trying to look those up here real fast. <coughs> the deadline to apply is January 7th. And that's going to be through our EQIP and CSP both. Um, so if you're going to apply, that's when the, if you're going to apply for FY22 funds, 
that's when the application will need to be in by. So I guess that would be hot off the presses for everybody. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, some great information, Erica. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. Um, and again, yeah, for anyone who's been listening and, and anything is, has uh, sparked some interest, uh, you definitely want to give your, your FSA office a call, Farm Service Agency, and they can get you started and get you pointed on the right track. And uh, hopefully you can, uh, you can get yourself in the programs and, and get something rolling for next year. Well, Eric, thanks again. We really appreciate the information. Um, glad you took some time out of your day to, to, to help uh, kind of educate us on, on some of the different conservation programs that are available. A lot of good opportunities for folks to take care of. And, uh, and thanks again for, uh, for, for helping explain that to us. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you asking. All right. And thanks to everyone for listening. And we will see you next time on the next episode of the Illinois Agronomy Update. Thank you.